0: Where we talk trash about the things we love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby and I'm here with Matt.
1: And I, for the record, am having the best day of my entire (laughs) life.
0: Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about this. Please, please tell us what happened. There is
1: no forgetting this moment. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who do not know We're recording this on the Tuesday Before the Thursday that this episode comes out J.K. Rowling's new book Lethal White Which Mm -hmm. is like in her mystery series Comes out today I was going to try to buy it before work But the Barnes & Noble did not open until 10 So (laughs) I was like I'll have to wait and get it after work This is so annoying And I tweeted
2: Mm -hmm. something
1: to the effect of uh like curses on you barnes and noble i really wish that i could get this book now but i have to wait until after work and i tagged jk rowling you know thinking nothing of it i'm in the elevator on my way to work my phone buzzes i look at it it says jk rowling has liked your tweet <laughs> literally i'm in an elevator with eight people and i go "Ah!" and they're like what (laughs) did something happen and i'm like no 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 no! calm yourself calm yourself like everything's fine i'm good here i just had a minute mini panic attack no i didn't didn't
0: share the good news i mean they were just random people in the
1: elevator (laughs) then i told everybody in my office about 10 times yeah
0: (laughs) did they appreciate it I mean, you work in publishing, so they should yes. respect oh, it yeah. Least.
1: They Yes, they were. They thought it was very cool. I think less cool than I thought it was because <laughs> some of the people in my office, despite working in publishing, have not read Harry Potter, which seems ridiculous <laughs> ah, to me.
0: That is, ew.
1: It's like, this is the best-selling book series of, you know, the modern generation. You'd think that you might want to read this and try to emulate the books that you're representing right. off of it, but... That is neither here nor there.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm so happy for you. I like know how it feels because like once Taylor Swift liked one of my Tumblr posts. So it's a big moment, you know, when your hero acknowledges you
1: didn't Taylor Swift like fix your tag or something in her house
0: <laughs> no 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 I fixed Taylor Swift's tag you know I was the hero oh. in that story she needed oh me gosh. you know <laughs> we had a moment it was it was wonderful yeah so
1: I I wouldn't dare to fix J.K. Rowling's tag. <laughs> if it was sticking out, I would think she wants it that way. I will leave it. Like, I would start wearing my tags out of my shirt just to no, be like her.
0: it's like the girl code. If you see a tag on another girl, you have to fix it or at least let her know. You know, that's just like, that's just what you do for each other. You got to look out for one another.
1: Aw, that's so sweet the two of you guys. Such close friends.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, Shelby, I got some reviews. We got three reviews this week.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. I've been holding guns to a lot of people just being like, what are you doing? Do you even love me at all? So I've been hoping this would pay off.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, while some of them mention you, there is none that uh, really, you know, single you out for okay. your wit or ability. Yeah, but That's
0: just because I support the podcast more than the individuals. You know, I'm a team <laughs> player. So... You're
1: welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I will. I will read one of them. I guess. Okay. So this one is from L O T R Gymnast seventy three seventy three. So I'm assuming this oh, wow, person Lord likes Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Also is a gymnast. Okay. Maybe nice. seventy three years old. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's probably uh, a birth year. That's still kind of... That's kinda... how they usually uh, well, go. Well, who am
1: I to judge <laughs> these gymnasts' age? You can be a yeah. 50-something-year-old gymnast yeah. if you want to be.
0: Yeah, don't call the fan of our podcast old, like it's a bad thing. Yes. You're isolating I guess them, you know? I'm saying
1: she, but I guess it could also be a male gymnast. We don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Stop with the judgment. Anyways, man.
1: random <laughs> ageless gymnast says... This podcast is hilarious, unique, and very well done. I consider myself pretty up to date on pop culture, but still learn from Matt and Shelby. They have great (laughs) chemistry and cover topics that interest me a lot. And even if I don't care about what they're talking about, I suddenly find myself caring when I'm listening (laughs) to this podcast. I look forward to Thursdays when I can listen to the next episode. It's a super great podcast, and I hope this podcast lasts a very long time.
0: Yeah! Uh, Thank you, random gymnast whose age we don't know. That is so sweet. uh,
1: Yes, that's so kind of you, gymnast. Yeah. And so maybe this goes to the fact that the gymnast is not super old if they want it to last for a long time. Because you think if they're like a really old gymnast, then they probably don't care because they're near Age death. It's
0: just a number, Matt. Like just get that through your head. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, but a certain point you die. You know that's also a fact of life. So just saying. I don't know.
0: Betty White's still kicking. You know. <laughs> that, I bet she's the true. gymnast. She's oh my the gosh. <laughs> Betty, she,
1: she was born way before 73, maybe 1873. Yeah. Was maybe that Betty was a White good was year born. for
0: her, you know? I don't know. Favorite decade.
1: Well, it's just a year, Shelby, not a decade, but...
0: uh... But maybe that's just her favorite year her favorite favorite decade. (laughs)
1: Look up what Betty White was doing in 1973. We'll do some research. We'll do a whole episode on that next week.
0: She was probably a gymnast in a movie or something. Yes! She was in...
1: (laughs) Have there been any good gymnastics movies? Now I'm trying to think.
0: Stick it. Have you seen I, Stick It? Oh my No, gosh. what That's even a is classic. that? <laughs> um, it's like a teen comedy from like the 2000s about a hardcore, she used to be a gymnast, quits gymna- gymnastics, and then is forced back after she's like, you know, it's one of those things where a court ap- appointed judge is like, go to jail or go back to the gym. And so she's supposed to go.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Is that a thing that happens?
0: (laughs) In movies, it does. Yeah. So she goes back and she sticks it to the man, you know? It's a good one. It's a classic. I recommend it. Maybe in one of these throwback episodes we can cover it
1: if i ever get arrested the ju- the judge is like you either <laughs> have to go to jail or go back to your middle yeah. gr- middle school swim club <laughs>
0: exactly it teaches character man he's trying to keep the kids out of juvie keep them wow. off the streets give them something like positive to put their energy towards you know so it was really inspiring and it it was great i loved it there's a lot of gymnast movies i feel like
1: can you there's name that three? One.
0: There's Stick It and
1: Wait, I there's... thought this was Stick It.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to buy some time. I don't know other ones, but they're out there. <laughs> I'll look them up. I'll report back to you.
1: I keep thinking of ice skating movies. I'm like, that's oh, there's true. that one with Michelle yeah. Trachtenberg. Oh, no, that was an ice skating yeah. movie. Yeah, so... that's right. That's <laughs> and I was just to. like, oh, I, Tanya. No, also an ice skating movie, <laughs> not a gymnastics movie. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah but that's a great review from betty white i really we'll, we'll put that on our social media that betty white yeah. supports our podcast betty white loves she'll us be none
1: the wiser yeah. <laughs> yeah does she have social media i don't think she does yeah, yeah. so get with the times here betty. first <laughs> uh so shelby can you tell me something that i don't know
0: okay there's been a lot of good news mostly i'm stuck on the this is sort of a negative way to start our podcast but woody allen's wife soon Yi had her first like profile in the 27 some years since this scandal went down because if you don't if you've been living under a rock soon Yi is woody allen's well, so she was the adopted <laughs> child of Woody Allen's spa, um, partner, Mia Farrow. And so he was dating Mia around the time Sun Yi was about nine. So there's a huge, 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 huge age gap. But eventually when Sun Yi goes to college, they start hooking up. Mia finds out there's this huge divorce thing. And of course, the main scandal is this: this story that he abused his daughter, Dylan. So this is like Soon-Yi coming out of the woodworks to try and clear Woody's name, basically. I don't know if you read the New York profile. It was written by one of Woody Allen's dear friends. So a little bit of fun, journalistic integrity there. She she admitted she was Woody Allen's friend, so that's good. But it was clearly a pretty biased piece. And Woody Allen was like in the room the whole time. So it didn't really feel like a truly authentic conversation with Soon-Yi. It was a little creepy. I don't know. Like, even aside from the whole Dylan story, which I am a believer, but Soon-Yi presents the story of Woody Allen and her love in such a disturbing way to me. It felt really icky. I mean, one, she was a child when they first met and he started taking her to like basketball games because he said he was worried that she was a little mentally retarded and like socially (laughs) inept. And so they started going on these basketball dates to like socialize. And I mean, some of the quotes from the story, they claim they maintain that they didn't kiss or like. They didn't have a sexual relationship until she was a freshman in college so you know some restraint there but she How actually old was, was he like at this point oh my gosh i don't know like 50 i i didn't look up his age but it's an insane age gap and an insane like boundary that was crossed i mean she, her whole thing is that she was abused by Mia which is a very sad story but it also plays into this grotesque relationship where she was like Oh, I liked him because he was showing me affection and being nice to me. So, of course, I was thrilled and I ran with it. And she's like, I wasn't the one who went after Woody. He pursued me. That's why the relationship worked. I felt valued. And it's like, oh, it's like it just feels a little like groomy, you know, like a little bit the beastie. It's a little uncomfortable. And it's everyone's been freaking out about it. And I just don't know why they thought it was a good idea exactly.
1: Um, So I saw that this was a story, and I was like, oh, shoot, we're probably going to have to talk about it on the (laughs) podcast. But I was like, literally, I don't know who any of these people are. This happened 50 (laughs) years ago. I do not care. I put zero effort into... Studying up about this at all I was like I've never (laughs) Heard of this woman I've seen like maybe Two Woody Allen movies I thought He was a creep anyways Then there's like the daughter the ex-wife And then Mm hit the ex wifes Son is also like a writer for the new york times and is i was just like this is way too much with a bunch of people that i do not care about (laughs) if this was the kardashians i'd be all into it but i i can't get invested in a bunch of like 80 year olds at this point okay okay pretty privileged
0: response but yeah
1: (laughs) i'm an ageist (laughs) if you're over 45 your drama does not matter to me anymore
0: (laughs) Well, Woody likes inserting himself into the drama. He was even in this article. I heard he likes inserting himself
1: into several (laughs) things. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But. He thought he should be the poster child for me too, because he's like all these actresses I've worked with. They've never been, you know, harassed by me. So obviously, yeah, I'm a good you're dude. Like <laughs> sleeping
1: with your stepdaughter,
0: yeah, yeah, some sort of weird. It's that weird. That you grew he from her abuse yeah.
1: <laughs> experience. But wait, so her mom abused her?
0: Well, yeah. Like, so soon Yi was saying that Mia was a physically abusive mother, and kind of oh. like favored her biological children over her adopted children there's a lot of like hearsay and drama in this story and it's all very unfortunate ah. but the main crux of it is like i really don't walk away thinking any better of woody allen which i think is why Sun agreed to do this piece was to sort of exonerate him because he's had a hard go this year with the me too movement a lot of of his old actors and actresses have said they regret working with him or will not work with him which like okay nice nice you say that now after your award-winning movie came out but so he's i think trying to prove that he's like a good guy and it just really backfired in a truly disturbing way for me
1: yikes well that was yeah
0: (laughs) i know just had to get it out of the way felt like it was worth mentioning but matt what do you have for me
1: Uh, Okay, I have a couple of different things, but I guess I'll stick to my uh, ageist views uh, for this first story. (laughs) One, did you even know that TV Guide was still a magazine that people could purchase?
0: (laughs) I guess not. No, I I never thought about
1: it. I thought that this was something that had probably been, you know, like eliminated, I don't know, 10 years (laughs) ago when... The TV guide was on your TV. You know, I didn't right. think that we needed like a magazine to look yeah. at that has this. Um, but surprise, it does still exist. And they <laughs> just came out with a ranking of the top 100 TV shows of 2018. So the top 100, 100 TV wow. shows that have aired during 2018. Is that like all
0: of them? Like, <laughs> did they make it to 100?
1: <laughs> I mean, there is thousands of tv shows when you count like streaming and all of the weird oh, cable yeah, channels yeah. and whatnot so it's not necessarily surprising that there are a hundred of them but yeah. this list was slightly wonky and i was looking <laughs> through it and was like uh, what is what is going on who is ranking these things it seems seems a little a little bit skewed to me so <laughs> okay. shelby would you like to play a Family Feud style <laughs> uh, guessing game as to what the top 10 TV shows on this okay. list are?
0: Okay. Top 10 of all of 2018. So do they have to yes. like... Yes. They could be like old, se- like eighth seasons of shows. It's not new yes. television. No,
1: okay. it's just it, an episode of the show has aired in 2018.
0: Uh Oh, <laughs> Okay. Um. Let's go with Modern Family No Dang it Okay Okay 2018 Okay America Ninja Warrior
1: I'm confused Are you trying to pick the best <laughs> TV shows of 2018?
0: No, I'm trying to win the game And you set it up by saying they were surprises So I'm trying <laughs> to strategize here <laughs> um, Okay uh, no. I'm saying what if I'm saying what I think. Top 10. Yeah, 18. say what you think.
1: Yeah, top um, 10. Okay. There's 100 on the list, but I don't, I don't have A them all in front tail. of me. Uh, that is not in the top 10.
0: <laughs> okay, top 10.
1: That is number 17 uh, the voice. for the record. Uh, the Voice is also not in the top 10.
0: Dang it. Okay.
1: Um,
0: I'm going to say Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No. Actually, oh, was that 2018?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? Okay. I'll just give them to you. Yeah, you've truth. got okay. none of them so far. Okay, <laughs> counting down. Number 10, Bob's Burgers.
0: Oh, what? that is a good show. No. Have you watched it? No. Matt, then don't come in here with your snobby <laughs> little... Uh, like, excuse you. Bob's Burgers is a well-regarded and I'm pretty sure well-awarded show and it's actually only hilarious potheads
1: watched bobs burgers
0: oh my gosh you have to give it a chance there are some hilarious episodes we literally just watched on the other night and we were dying it's so funny i can't believe you haven't given it a chance
1: okay okay anyways moving on moving on number 9 <laughs> this is us okay now oh, we yeah, have some ones that are like that. okay number yeah. 8 big little lies okay that's granted okay, okay. You're number really 7 strange things number okay. no wait for this Number four is some TV show I have never even heard of called One Day at a Time. Have you heard of the show? Is that
0: a like a daytime show? Is that like a is that like like a soap, a soap opera?
1: opera? I have no idea.
0: I'm not sure. And it the feels number familiar one to me, but I'm not sure.
1: Show is the Good Place.
0: <laughs> oh, that is a good show. Have you given that a chance?
1: I have watched an episode of that and was like what like what no, is all okay, of the hullabaloo. Again, again,
0: again, again, Matt. You have to give shows a chance by starting from the first episode and allowing <laughs> at least 3 to then get a sense of the show, okay? So, you got to stop being such a snob about television if you want to be a TV and movie and pop culture podcaster you know
1: um i will say this just just to vindicate this list a little bit uh (laughs) big brother is on here at number 52 so (laughs) (laughs) winner winner on that yeah
0: okay okay tv guide seems to be pretty cool and you really made (laughs) me think that was going in a different direction
1: I like when you guessed a... America Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Dear Lord.
0: This is a reflection on you and your bad taste. So Okay, okay, give... okay, okay. Give me Homework the next story. Homework for Matt. About about no, 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 Watch Matt. Bob's because I, I think you like it.
1: But I'm not watching Bob's I'll give Bob's you I'll give something new. Know. I'll give you some okay. new news.
0: Okay. This is about like someone I really dislike. Um, Lena Dunham. She Uh. is like the worst ex-girlfriend out there because she will not shut up about Jack Antonoff. They dated for like three or four years and then they broke up. And she's been trying to pretend it was the most amicable thing and that they're still best friends. So every few weeks, she'll just like tweet something that is very cringe. And this week's was (laughs) Lana Del Rey released a new song. And Lena was like, oh, this new song is perfect. Why are all the songs I want to cry about boys to produced by my ex? Cry face emoji. And it's just like. I just I can't I can't stand her (laughs) she also recently tweeted a like she found quote unquote an old document of all the names they were thinking for their like future children you know so she tweets out this list and is like hey Jack Antonoff just remembering what like cool names we were gonna have and like basically blacklisted all these names for Jack's future, you know, relationships and children because now he can never name his kids these lists that were on Lena's list because she just outed it to the entire world to, like, dig it into his side, you know, that they're not together and she claims these weird-ass names they tried to choose for their children.
1: Do you have examples of the names?
0: Oh, yeah. It was, like, Carrot. It was, like, weird stuff. Carrot? They're pretty weird. Yeah. It was a weird list. Let me pull up the full thing because... There are some weird names that made, like, Kim Kardashian's choices seem good.
1: I mean, Lena Lena Dunham is just a hot mess of a human being, I think. Uh, I mean, she wrote that book that talked about how she, like, sexually abused oh. her sister and thought that that was a perfectly normal thing. It is well documented yeah. that she is a racist, so that oh, is also not a fun a fun attribute. She's one of those people who is too political for their own good, but then also... Doesn't even actually oh, do what like they're espousing in their yeah. politics. She's yeah, it's like fake and pol- like political
0: and there's the worst kind of white feminist. That's actually part of why I brought her up is because she was involved in another horrendous story this week. Where do you have
1: any pleasant she... stories to bring up?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. So Revolve tweeted out this new sweater, and it was on a skinny model, and it said like, "Being fat isn't beautiful. It's an excuse." Oh, yes. I saw that. (laughs) People were outraged, rightfully. Turns out Lena Dunham thought up this campaign because she was like, oh, I'm going to get all these famous women who have been victimized through cyberbullying. Have them give me their like most remembered quote that someone had said to them. Put it on a sweater and that'll be body positivity. And so... She was like, she did this annoying (laughs) Instagram post where she was like in the shower crying or something. And she's like, oh, of course. She's like, my story's been taken the wrong way. This was never meant to be construed like this. Like it was meant to be on a plus size model. It was meant to let you take control of it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I don't know who like thought that was a good idea. And also just like own up to the fact that you have bad ideas, you know? Like (laughs) she does because she wanted to name her child. Sarah Lee, like after the bread, and Oz.
1: Bri- oh, that's on there. Yeah, Boss and,
0: and Shago, Oz. So there is some weird ones. What? <laughs> yeah. like Raw, Shago, Sarah Lee, Raw,
1: like yeah. R A W, Raw, like R U W E, Raw. <laughs> It was a, du- it was wow. a weird list.
0: So I guess she saved Jack from making a mistake later in his life.
1: But yeah, that's the well,
0: that's the Lena Dunham update for the <laughs> for the near future. I can't. Handle can I her. get a
1: quick update on how good of friends Lena Dunham and Taylor Swift still are? Because weren't they besties uh, at some point?
0: Yeah, I know. I'm not for people dropping friends just because they become problematic and un- unpopular. But I really wish Taylor Swift would drop Lena like. So bad but to be fair She hasn't really addressed her in any way Lena went to her concert once and posted A backstage photo with Taylor and like a Gushy washy post making it all About Lena but Taylor Swift Didn't acknowledge it so I don't Know I feel (laughs) like there's still friends that Taylor Knows it's not the best optics For her so she's steering clear Of that PDA (laughs) good choice
1: Good choice (laughs) Taylor
0: Yeah she's smart that Way do you have anything else
1: uh, so I have some good news. Oh, good. Your favorite musical artist in mine, Kanye West, may be having <laughs> another album coming out soon, which I find <laughs> exciting.
0: Wait, didn't his album just come out well, like, this so summer?
1: He had one that came out this summer that was like a really short album. And I think this other one will also be fairly short. But he released a picture on Twitter, I think yesterday.
2: Mm -hmm. of
1: an album that looks similar to, like, the Yeezus album artwork, only instead of, like, being a red sticker on it, it's a purple sticker, and it said, (laughs) like, candy, but spelled weird, and then a date. (laughs) So people are like, oh, it's a follow-up album to Yeezus. This will be great, Uh because that was a really good album that he did. So who knows if it'll be good, or if it'll be creepy songs about his sister-in-laws. But... (laughs) I will be excited to listen to it, either way.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad you're still giving him a shot even after that Pornhub debacle. You know, uh,
1: (laughs) uh, uh, some people make poor choices and then they bounce back from that. You know, this is his comeback album. Everybody wants, everybody loves a good comeback.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. That's fair.
1: Also, just another quick aside. Did you see that Justin Bieber is going to become a U.S. citizen? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I saw a headline And I promptly forgot about it But thank you for reminding me That is yeah. what this country needs Is Justin yes. Bieber To be able to vote I think that'll really change things for us
1: I think that Canada is probably like Oh, praise the Lord, thank <laughs> goodness
0: like, Take him You can Now have we can him. just go
1: back to having Martin Short And we can be so happy
0: <laughs> And Ryan Gosling
1: Oh, yeah. I always forget he's Canadian.
0: Yeah, and Rachel McAdams.
1: Oh, they're both Canadian?
0: Oh, yeah. They've got some good ones.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay, do you have any other stories? Or should we get to the feature presentation?
0: This is a segue into the feature presentation because it's something I learned on the red carpet last night at the Emmys. Oh. Um, It's something I'm not comfortable with, but... Our favorite, Millie Bobby Brown, who is Uh, from Stranger Things. She looked adorable. I really loved her outfit, and she was wearing flats, which I thought was very sensible. But she was being interviewed, and somehow Drake came up, and it turns out they're, like, best friends, according to her. And she's like, oh, we text all the time. And, like, yesterday night, I was like, oh, I miss you so much. Can't wait to hang out. And so they're going to, like, meet up in Atlanta during his show. And she's like oh yeah we're like i love him so much we're best friends and i was like very uncomfortable with this development (laughs) because she as a reminder is 14 years old and he is 31 so i don't know just a little iffy for me
1: this is this is my take on this (laughs) subject one millie bobby brown is friggin annoying (laughs) She was great in the first season of Stranger Things, but she wants to be a 35-year-old Natalie Portman so (laughs) bad at this current moment that she is obnoxious Mm. to deal with. All of her interviews and her social media is so, like, I am a mature adult (laughs) and should be taken very seriously. And... She's not. She's a 14 year old. I'm sure that (laughs) she views this relationship with Drake as like, we are both artists. We are close (laughs) friends. We have texted one another. I took a picture with him backstage at his concert (laughs) and he's like, oh yeah, that little girl from Stranger Things came to the (laughs) concert. Uh, She seemed cool to me, uh, but yeah, she's 14, so like, whatever.
0: (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Because she says that he helps her talk he talks her through boy trouble. So it seems like there's a little bit of realism to this, like, texting relationship she's claiming. But, I mean, I I hope your your perspective is, is the real one. I really do. You have
1: been reading too much about whatever the frick her name was. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's not even
0: that easy. He's he's Woody a, I don't Allen. Think he's, I don't think he's necessarily creeping on her i just am uncomfortable with the uh, imbalance there if there is some sort of relationship forming so i do
1: not think that they are <laughs> close friends i find yeah. that highly unlikely <laughs>
0: yeah that's fair but that's what that's the that's the hot news off the red carpet people have been twittering about it so okay you know. That's just well, that's a little segue, just a nice little, oh, little speaking segue. of, yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> today we're talking about the Emmys.
1: The Emmys. They took place last night on mm-hmm. a Monday, which just seems weird.
0: So weird.
1: And... I was watching them frantically taking notes the entire time. I have like (laughs) seven pages of notes here. Oh, my God. And
0: (laughs) I just kept like snarky comments in my notes. I was just like, "Ew, gross. I I was like reading through them today. I'm like, I don't really know what these were were about. But like, I remember (laughs) feeling them, you know?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I guess let's talk about the ceremony in general and kind of the production of it and the hosts and the presenters and blah, blah, blah. And then after we talk about the whole ceremony, then we can kind of hit some of the categories and the people who won or lost and what we can take away from those winnings and losings.
0: Definitely. Sound like a plan? Yes. I need to start out by asking you, one, do you care about the fashion of these events? And two, if you do, who is your top pick for the night? So my
1: caring about the fashion of these is <laughs> middling. I mean, yeah. like there's some there are some people who I see their outfit and I'm like, gosh, the poor choice. There are some people yeah. who I think, oh, this looks really good, but I don't like troll through the you know, like Vanity Fair mm-hmm, picture mm-hmm. gallery thing to look at all nine hundred people who were there and see their outfits. Right. I thought that Amy Sherman Paladino in her circus top hat was definitely at the bottom <laughs> of the barrel for for looks. Um who who looked really good last night? Let me think about this. Um I thought Jessica Biel looked really good. Did you see her okay. outfit? Yeah. It was just like a I white dress. Was. I thought she looked yeah. great.
0: She's beautiful. I think I just uh just Justin Timberlake as a person, his aura like Yeah, you don't like Distracts him, so. me.
1: Yeah. Uh Sandra O's mother had a great
0: dress. Oh, so cute. And she, she was, was so, so adorable. cute. And little
1: tiny. It I was know, great.
0: It's too bad the Emmys are still racist.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will get into that later. But yeah. I'm trying to think. Did you have favorites or least favorites?
0: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I love the fashion. I watched literally 40 minutes of the red carpet before sitting down for this three-hour oh, show. Oh, wow. So it's dedication. But, I mean, Tracy Ellis Ross always looks so good, and her dress was just so fun. I love that she just has fun with the fashion. I actually really did adore Millie Bobby Brown and i thought she looked like
1: um, like a 50 school teacher she had those glasses
0: oh <laughs> was like a tulip dress yeah and then for the guys i thought like keith stanfield from atlanta looked so good he had like this white um jacket that was um like I just forgot the term for it because I'm not like a fashion maven, but he looked good. Uh, Fringe,
1: Uh, velvet.
0: (laughs) No, and then the queer, the queer eye guys, the Fab Five, they had some statements going on. I really was wearing a cape.
1: (laughs) Uh, Someone was wearing like a uh, Downton Abbey butler uniform, if I'm remembering (laughs) correctly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they were all just so on point with their characters on the show like it was just so great to see him and they were having such a fun time so it was good I thought it was like an exciting it made me excited for the show because a lot of times like you can kind of tell if it's going to be a fun crowd or a lame crowd based on what they show up in and there were a lot of like fun outfits exciting choices that kind of let me know okay like these people are excited to be here and that feeds my excitement for sitting through this long show so it was good It was good.
1: Oh, you know what? Another one of my least favorite looks was Mm. Leslie Jones's like uh, (laughs) astronaut. It
0: was amazing. It was like that. It was so shimmery. It was just so. Yeah, like like, suit combo. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. I really did not like Amelia Clark's outfit. It was unfortunate for me. I really think she's gorgeous and amazing, but I just did not like that dress. I'm sure you don't remember what it was, but
1: <laughs> he, here is a here is a fun fact about me. I don't know if this is a fun Good. fact or not. I am very fascinated and drawn to people's teeth. I feel like <laughs> when I'm talking to somebody, I am always looking at their teeth okay. and not their eyes. I cannot <laughs> tell you one person's eye color that I know, but I could tell you all kinds of weird things about people's teeth oh and Amelia Clark has the most gorgeous teeth of like any (laughs) human being i have ever seen so i'm always um, like drawn to her mouth this is
0: getting really weird
1: (laughs) i'm sorry
0: you're gonna get like a restraining order you're gonna be put on a do not approach list this (laughs) is uncomfortable by Amelia Clark's team. They're going to hear someone
1: <laughs> talking about her perfect teeth and it. It's not like I'm want to like collect her teeth and put them in a dollhouse. I just Oh my gosh. I just making a comment.
0: Okay, top 3 teeth of all the female celebrities. Who would you say? Um, Anne Clark. Hathaway? Oh, okay. Amelia okay. Clark? Yeah.
1: Uh, Emma Stone?
0: Oh, wow. You had those ready.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you.
0: (laughs) That is weird, but I respect (laughs) your fetishes.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) But anyways, how did you think the show was? I mean, they opened with that number from a bunch of people who weren't the hosts, and then they had the hosts come out and give their monologue. So how do you think it went?
1: Okay. My general takeaway from the whole show is that it felt very Cheap,
0: yeah, it seemed
1: to me like they did not want to spend money on this show. There was really nothing about it that was glitzy or had big production value. I thought a lot of it seemed like very thrown together or lazy, Mm -hmm. and even just you know, so the opening number, I guess, let's talk about that first usually these shows have these big production numbers at the beginning <laughs> that are like a song and the cameras are going different places they have dance you know all kinds of cool yeah. stuff is happening clearly michael che and colin jost who we'll get to them in a second cannot <laughs> sing or dance yeah, so they, they, they c- can therefore not do a musical number yeah <laughs> but instead of having them do some kind of like big creative something they just decided uh scrap them keep them backstage we'll have a couple of (laughs) random stars come out and sing this song about diversity and Mm -hmm. it was so painfully awkward when they started because (laughs) it's just keenan and kate mckinnon on this huge stage by themselves kind of singing this like dippy number that wouldn't have even done well as the opening monologue song for an snl (laughs) episode let alone for the Emmys and then sure you got some some lift when the various other celebrities came out and joined them but Mm -hmm. there was nothing exciting I remember the Golden Globes intro the year that La La Land was nominated do you remember Mm -hmm. this and they did the opening like car scene from la la land but like out on the red carpet and there were all of these dancers and they were dressed up in costumes from all the different movies and there were celebrities and everybody was singing and the camera was panning all over the place (laughs) because it was that one shot la la land thing and and that compared to this i was like who who Mm -hmm. approved this i thought this is a good idea did they have a week (laughs) to put this show together it looked it was so pretty drab.
0: It was hard to like hear them to like understand what they were saying. So you didn't like yes. catch the jokes, and they were like, "It was." I was just waiting for the host to come out because I was like, "Why is this happening?" Like I just wanted yeah. it to flow together, but it was just sort of this one off that really. I mean, it, it became ironic given how the show <laughs> didn't really award any POCs. <laughs> yes. But I thought it was like a funny idea, but yeah, it kind of like it stalled before it even began. It just wasn't really magical, which is what you hope for these big these big award shows. Something a little And glamorous. I thought,
1: oh, maybe like this will lead up to the host being introduced. But it was sort of like right. that number completely ended. And then <laughs> yeah, they were no. like, and you're a host for the night. And Michael Che and Colin <laughs> yeah. Jost walked out and then began yeah. like nothing had ever happened. Another thing about like just the inexpensiveness of it is did you <laughs> see the carpet? At one point, somebody who won an award mentioned how the carpet was bad. And I was like, what are mm-hmm. they talking about? But then in the shots where you could see like. The aisles or people walking up the aisles. The carpet looked so bunched up; it looked like someone had just laid a <laughs> bunch of towels down on the ground and had people walking on it. It it was so like lumpy yeah. and disorganized. I was just, yeah. who is in charge of this event? Who couldn't even get the carpet right?
0: Right, and the sh- stage itself was just like bland. I mean, they just had these rotating walls, and they just project these giant. I mean, every time there was a winner, there would just be this giant screenshot of the winner in their show overwhelming this poor person who's trying to give their speech. And it was just, yeah, it didn't really have the polish you expect at these sort of things. And I think, I don't know why. I mean, aren't the Emmys always a little cheap, though, I feel like? I don't know. It's the one where people get drunk at, right? It's like, that's the joke, right? Is that it's sort of the...
1: I mean, it's TV, so I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's not the Oscars, it's not that level of prestige, but yeah. I mean, you can't even get the carpet down right. And, <laughs> and when they showed the nominees on those back screens, it was like a bad, Design element. It was literally just like seven pictures, kind of like squares (laughs) on a gray background. Like, I could have made that. They probably got one of the interns that they brought up (laughs) halfway through the show Uh, and had them make it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So embarrassing. And also, which I couldn't remember if this was the same from previous years, Emmys or not. They literally had about six presenters who were not nominated. Everyone who was a presenter was also nominated. They just like kept recycling <laughs> the people. It was yeah. like, oh shoot, we ran out of money. We can't pay for any of these presenters to come. Let's just grab people from the audience and have yeah, them come up here, here and present yeah.
0: awards. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. And I think the other thing that kind of took the wind out of its own sails was the co-host they seemed sort of sleepy they seemed sort of i don't know if it was nerves i don't know if that's this just their thing but they seemed sort of like disinterested in being there even during their opening monologue it was just like let's get through this that's how i felt looking at their faces
1: (laughs) do you watch a lot of saturday night live
0: (laughs) no and i think um this this show speaks to why, you know, because yes, yes, yes. The production level so, is pretty similar.
1: I was a huge <laughs> SNL fan in college. Like, I love Kristen Wiig and Bill yeah. Hader and that era of SNL.
0: There were some the, good ones. So, I yeah. still
1: watch it now, but it is painful. And Colin Jost and Michael Che, who are, by the way, the head writers for SNL, which is embarrassing oh, really? in its own right, oh. yeah do Ooh. this every week on Weekend Update. They're like, they. They look like they don't care to be there. Michael Che, especially, can never read his prompt cards, screws <laughs> up his lines, like, like just makes random asides. Looks like he puts zero effort into it. And I would say that this show ran almost exactly as if the cast of SNL had a week to put together the <laughs> Emmys and staged it. You had the bad opening monologue song. You had their uh, opening, I guess, monologues we can and take, the. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like a weekend update. <laughs> jokes. They brought on Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen like they were guests on a weekend <laughs> yeah. update, but not even good guests. Uh, yeah, and then just kind of boring. did that bit where they're like, well, "What are you guys doing, Maya? Like, what? Like, come on, yeah. you guys are crazy, crazy
0: time." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was just it so the whole sad. thing was was bad. Yeah, and then and then literally every cast member of SNL was there, and they were all presenters or in the songs. Yeah. Or, I mean, it just felt like an episode of SNL. Yeah. Lauren Michaels was, was there in the it front. It was pretty row.
0: nepotistic, yeah, and it felt uh. like some of the jokes. It was like, yeah, it felt like SNL, where like they just don't care if not all the jokes are great, because if you get at least a few one-liners in there, then like props to you. And so, like, their opening monologue, like, some of it was funny and some of it was like, what are you trying to say? And, like, why are you making a racist joke about Filipino nurses right now? Like, (laughs) it just struggled, I think, to, like, to get the energy up for the rest of the night.
1: Well, they were low energy and you could tell that they also knew nothing about any of these shows because (laughs) all of their jokes were like the lowest hanging fruit of like, oh, The Handmaid's Tale. That's like the life we're living now. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Or like Hollywood, it's mostly white people. (laughs) Wasn't that a good joke? It's like literally these maybe these jokes would have landed halfway decently and kind of with a snarky edge at like the 2015 oscars right. but at this point i have heard the handmaid's tale joke <laughs> 75,000 times and i don't need colin J. to give it to me again on the emmy stage like come yeah. on put some effort into this i know yeah. you have a team of people writing this someone has to have seen one of these shows and can make an <laughs> actual joke based on material that was in barry or atlanta but no right. they couldn't come up with anything
0: yeah, and it was great to hear Michael make a joke about, oh, welcome to all the people who haven't been caught yet since, you know, we know that oh, he yes. thinks people should get a second chance fairly quickly. So it felt a little right. disingenuous to hear him make these comments. And even both of them, I mean, it was, it seemed like they could have played into the into the angle of, like, privilege or, or Colin's whiteness or whatever more than they did. I did, like... The Reparations Emmy skit a lot more than I thought I would.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny, although I am not old enough to have seen, like, any of those shows because they were all yeah. shows from, like, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So right. when the characters kept coming up, I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of this show. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and now they they can do another Reparations Emmys for next year for all the people who lost this year in what they tried to claim was, like, the most diverse, you know, class of nominees, and then they just awarded everything to Miss Mazel. I can't get over it, man. Ugh. <laughs> I'm still upset. It was so rough. should we get
1: into the actual awards and who won and who, yeah you let's, know, was nominated let's and Yeah, let's do
0: whatnot. it. Let's do it. So...
1: So the way they organized the show was they kind of did it in blocks where they did all of the comedy awards, then all of the limited series awards, then all of the drama awards, and then basically whatever was left at the end with the big ones. Mm-hmm. So in comedy, what were your general takeaways? Mrs. Maisel won almost <laughs> everything.
0: It was annoying because right off the bat, I mean, you come off this song that's like, we solved it, like diversity, yay. I mean and then you're immediately just like faced with the whiteness of all these nominees who become the winners. And so I mean first I really liked the Barry actor one whose name yeah, I just Yeah,
2: Henry lost Winkler. Track
0: of. Yeah, because he's from Holes and I just love seeing him get that success and he was and funny. Happy
1: Days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but mostly Holes.
1: He's been in the industry for like 50 years. Yeah. He's never won an Emmy. He He's so good in Barry. He's so oh, freaking yeah. funny in Barry. And to have him win, I was like, yes, we are starting off on the right foot. This I, is who right. I wanted to win this category. This is <laughs> yeah. going to go great. You're and like, then yeah, literally the next half hour was literally just random people from Mrs. Maisel winning. I know. It won writing. It won directing. It won Best Supporting Actress. It won Best Actress. The only things that it lost, and it won Best Comedy, the only things it lost were Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor, which arguably you could say is only because (laughs) there's not really strong candidates from that in Mrs. Maisel.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Miss Maisel, and I haven't watched it. I have not had any interest to watch it. People keep telling me, oh, you should watch it, like female empowerment. But here's the thing. One, the writer is from Gilmore Girls. I never got into Gilmore Girls. And I think a lot of Gilmore Girls shows up in this, in the writing style, the monologuing efforts. And I think this speaks to like the Hollywood thing, where if you make a show about what it's like to be a artist to be a comedian to be yes. an actress then it's going to be popular among this crowd. And it's annoying because this is like so like it's just so clean. It's not even like real New York. It's like this fairy tale land where they never have to address race or or anything like that. It's just like about a pretty white girl who has to find herself, which is great. That's a great story, but the fact that it won so much seems like is this good television that's going to last for years? I don't know.
1: Well, you can sort of tell that the people who are voting for this are mostly older
0: white yeah. people
1: yeah. this is who are in show business this yes. is a story about white people in show business in the 50s which is probably <laughs> a little too far back for us a lot of the voters but some <laughs> of the voters are definitely in that demographic lived in the 50s yeah, in new york city ageist, honestly. yeah <laughs> and so and so i think that i i honestly think that when the people were voting for the emmys they were like okay great we nominated a we nominated Atlanta We nominated mm-hmm. Blackish. We nominated Regina King We nominated Sandra Oh Like we have diverse yeah. people In this mix And so now that those people are nominated We don't have to think about that at all When we're voting right. we can just vote about the thing that we want And that ended up being <laughs> Mrs. Maisel <laughs> Mrs. For literally Maisel. everything
0: I know and you had that weird Like strip moment with the um, Best supporting actress Who I'll have you know is from Lizzie McG- the Lizzie McGuire movie so. I know
1: Miss Ungermeyer
0: <laughs> So I was glad to see so much Of my childhood represented Because of course Regina is also From a Cinderella story so it was A big night for me and oh, my yes. <laughs> My Regina faves. King is
1: also in um, uh, Miss Congeniality 2 Oh yeah Which I feel yeah. like is a <laughs> under underappreciated <laughs> film uh,
0: Probably just uh, Appreciated just uh, enough uh, so. <laughs>
1: But the Mrs. Maisel people, yeah, you had the the first lady who strip teased and then got up on the stage and was like, and I'm not wearing a bra. And then the second yeah. lady who, and then Amy Sherman Palladino who won for writing and directing shows up Ooh. in like this top hat and cape number. Yeah. I was like, did everyone on this show was there a memo like wear a <laughs> costume?
0: <laughs> like, well, they love, the, they love the era comedy, you know? They're all about like throwbacks. So it makes I sense. Guess. Haven't she been on other award shows where she wore similar crazy stuff i felt like i'd seen her before
1: amy sherman paladino i looked her up and almost all of her pictures online have her wearing (laughs) weird hats and it is a very specific type of person who wears (laughs) strange top hats to events you know that that person is like I want to be. I want people to think I'm eccentric. <laughs> it's like the person who shows up to your high school formal in a kilt, and you're like, okay, yeah. no, this isn't like funny or cool. You're just weird and really want attention. And that so is. So what's your 100% what's your take on this.
0: Helena Bonham Carter? Then do you think she falls in that same camp? Because I think I feel like you like Helena.
1: <laughs> do you not like Helena Bonham Carter?
0: <laughs> not her outfits. Not her choices. <laughs> she's I think eccentric she, for eccentricity's yes, yes. sake?
1: No, I feel like that's who she actually is as a human. <laughs> this woman
0: I think felt this more woman, stagey to me. I think that's exactly who she is. She's just like the theater kid who who made it, you know, like that's exactly the kind of kid who would show up in my lunchroom and just be like, "Hey, oh, I love theater."
1: <laughs> yeah, but this but this girl is like the She's like, yeah, the theater nerd. Helena Bonham Carter, to me, seems like the emo kid who just happens to do theater.
0: (laughs) It's like a different...
1: There's a different dynamic there.
0: That's Helena Bonham Carter
1: isn't the person who's showing up at the lunch table and being like, (laughs) 525,600 minutes! where Amy Sherman Palladino 100% did that multiple times yeah. in high school, and everyone yeah. hated her for it. She
0: probably did that backstage at the Emmys yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's yes. going on? Uh. But I was most upset because I really wanted Issa to win for um, whatever she was up for. I Insecure? Think it was either, yeah, for either directing or writing. I think it was either
1: or. No, she was and for I- actress.
0: Oh, was she? Because she lost, yes. I thought, to Miss Mazel in the beginning. Yeah,
1: she lost to Rachel Brosnahan. Oh, did, was she nominated for... Oh, I don't, I don't have the writing and directing <laughs> nominees in front of me. But she definitely but anyways, was nominated for was actress. Anyway, she was
0: robbed. Yeah, I love her. I love that show. I think it's so good. But I think that was the theme for the night. I think we went literally... Um, like 72 minutes before a person of color won. And even like everyone seemed shocked because Leslie Jones was on stage and started freaking out because finally like Regina got to come up and win her award and it was wonderful. Even though I didn't watch that series.
1: So let's talk about the limited series because Maisel basically won everything in comedy. So then we (laughs) move on to limited series, which I think everyone thought that, American crime story, assassination of Gianni Versace was going mm-hmm. to basically sweep all of these categories. Really? But for the most part, it did not. Yeah. Darren Chris won, and it won for uh, best limited best, series overall. Yeah. But otherwise, all kinds of random crap one and especially yeah. when that first girl won for godless and then jeff daniels oh. also won for godless <laughs> i was like oh is godless going to like mrs mazel this limited series oh, because godless. it is also oh. like about old timey white people so
0: yeah that godless could have been the one... segue i saw a trailer for godless that was basically like oh, this town here, they killed all the men and now it's just women and they don't need no men. And I was like, oh, yeah, sign me up. I'm going to watch the F out of this show. And then you watch it and it's about two dudes who are like angry about something and like end up in this town of white women. And it was just like very disappointing to me. And I felt very betrayed. And I stopped watching after the second episode because I was like, where is this mystical land of no men in the town, you know? That's what I wanted. That's what I was expecting and it was just Jeff Jeff Daniels being broody. So I
1: love Jeff Daniels. I think yeah. he's great. I was more than happy to see him win. Um and really Darren Chris I feel like is the best part of Versace, so I was fine to see him win too. Mhm. But yeah. the weirdest thing for me was the regina king win because <laughs> yeah. not that regina king is not a great actress but this show that she's on seven seconds was i think it was on netflix
2: yeah it was
1: yeah. supposed to be a series like an actual tv show they canceled it after a season because it did so poorly and then ran it as a limited series for the <laughs> emmys because they were like "Ah, eh, well there's not gonna be a second season so let's just run it as a limited that's series that's
0: pretty funny oh that's and really also, funny and also
1: Regina King has won two Emmys before, both for American Crime, which was this random, like, ABC show. Basically, she has won three Emmys now for shows that got, like, no other Emmys. Like, she (laughs) randomly got nominated, everyone was surprised, and she randomly won. She's good. I was reading an article, though, about it, and... Yes she is she's great I watched American Crime and I thought she was fantastic Mm -hmm. in that so she's definitely deserving of these awards but apparently everybody in Hollywood just loves her because she's a really nice person and I think everyone's like oh she's black and we like her let's just (laughs) vote for her and then we don't have to worry about this.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Because you could tell sort of when weird. she
1: won, she was like, what? Like, <laughs> She's who like, is wham, voting wham, for me? Like, this is so I really bizarre. Like I should not yeah. have won for this <laughs> TV show that got canceled.
0: Yeah, I tried to watch that one, too. And I got like a couple episodes in and it was just a little bit. I mean it's just a little boring and like it's something that's been done before but but yeah I was I wasn't sure what I wanted to win cuz I guess I hadn't watched like a lot of those limited series cuz the other one was Looming Tower wasn't it
1: Yeah Looming Tower which was the 911 yeah, I uh, tried that. show got nominated. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Melrose, which was that Benedict Cumberbatch oh, yeah. show, which I, I didn't did not... watch, but it basically looked like Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> playing Benedict Cumberbatch. He can only I play know. one character.
0: I had never heard of it until last night. I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. What is it on?
1: I don't know. I I literally have no idea. I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe, oh, Showtime. I think it's on Showtime. Oh,
0: okay. That's why.
1: But the And the people who were Gina King were was up against is like a weak field because you had Jessica Biel in the center uh, (laughs) Laura Dern in the tale which was like a TV movie which I think she was supposed to be good in but I didn't see it then you have Michelle she's... Dockery for Godless, which I'm surprised she won because Godless won everything else. Edie <laughs> Falco for the Menendez Murders, which got horrible <laughs> reviews. Sarah Paulson for American Horror Story, which like yeah, nothing should been win for that. Although, yeah, yeah, although I think Lady Gaga won for that, which is <laughs> another m- mystery that should be solved, but.
0: Yeah. No, uh, it was a weird it was a weird slew of like competition. Like a lot of the categories there weren't like front runners, which I think led to a lot of these upsets, but it was just sad that all the upsets were, oh, we gave it to the white person basically. So that yeah. was the theme of the evening for me.
1: <laughs> well, cuz going back to the comedy awards, Atlanta did not win anything, and yeah. I love atlanta and it is amazing it won emmys last year and going into this year everybody thought oh veep which usually sweeps all of these things isn't isn't in the running this year because they're off for a year so they're like okay this is atlanta's year to win a bunch of stuff and and that i think was really where most of the hope for the these diverse wins were because If they didn't come from Atlanta and then they didn't come from some of these people in either Jesus Christ Superstar or uh, the assassination (laughs) of Johnny Versace, then you move into the drama category, which is very white. Like if you're yeah. looking at the at the nominees, it's like Americans, white people, The Crown, white people, Game of Thrones, white people, Handmaid's Tale, white people, Stranger Things, white people. You have This Is Us, which has a black person in it, He's so and Westworld, which also has a black person in it. Yeah. So really, it was like, by the time we got to this section of the awards, I was like, well... I'm going to be reading a lot of articles about how the Emmys wasn't diverse because nobody's getting a trophy in this mix other than a yeah. white person.
0: Yeah, well, Tandy Newton won and she yes. gave my favorite speech. So she won for Westworld and she started by saying, I don't believe in God, but. Uh, well, I don't remember what she said.
1: Oh, my favorite speech uh, show. She was I like, know. "I don't believe in God, but I'm gonna but, pray but I'm gonna, to her tonight. I'm gonna thank her something. tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is great. It was a it was a female empowerment moment for me. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, really stuck he, with you. I know it really affected me long term. <laughs> Peter Dinklage one, which I was like, okay, he's great, but. I was under the impression that this season of Game of Thrones was the worst of all of them. And also, I caught a few episodes. I feel like his character didn't do much this season.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you can tell that this was a strange year in the drama category. Just (laughs) based on how many different shows won things, it was all over the map. (laughs) Yeah it it th- i mean i'm a big game of thrones fan and i definitely did not think that this year was the strongest story wise mm-hmm. they have such a huge budget and their effects are so good that i can yeah. see why they win things like um like like the overall best drama award just right. because the sheer scale of the show is f- so mm-hmm. fantastic. But you had that which I think got some lackluster reviews. You had The Handmaid's Tale which I think also got yeah. some lackluster reviews in its second season. Yeah. Then up against it you have Westworld which again also got not great reviews. And you have The Crown And The Americans, which The Americans is done after this. And people have loved it for forever, but it hasn't won any Emmys. And then you have Mm -hmm. The Crown, which even though it's going to have a number of more seasons, it switches its cast every two years because the characters are getting older. You know, the king and Mm -hmm. the queen or whatever. Every year, every season is a decade. So for this round of actors for The Crown, like this is it for them. So I think that you had this weird mix of like, people wanted to give awards to the crown people wanted to give awards to the americans some people still wanted to give awards to game of thrones you had tandy newton who was phenomenal in this season of mm-hmm. westworld and also black so you know there was that pull on that award but what i was so surprised at was that handmade steel did not win anything and i think yeah. going into this people thought it might win everything
0: Yeah, I know. I love Handmaid's Tale. This season was a little rough to watch. And I kind of didn't like most of the choices they made in the end. But they were like phenomenal acting roles. Like, I mean, I felt like all the supporting ones were so good. And even What's Her Face did okay staring at the camera for extended periods of time. So it was sort of strange that they walked away with nothing and then like random other shows got like one offs because there wasn't like that's the part of the problem is there wasn't anyone to really root for root for like you weren't like really caught up in the hope or anticipation of anything. And I think that just kind of made the whole the whole show drag a little like by the end I was just like I was not interested I did not care who won best drama or best comedy it just like did not matter because it was just all over the place. It sort of felt like a like a pointless <laughs> like a pointless show because you weren't really. It felt like everyone just filled out their ballots that night and just were like, "Okay, I, I recognize this name. Cool."
1: They filled out the ballots while they were actually building the set and writing the yeah. script for the <laughs> yeah. show. That they're like, night. "Oh no, we forgot the Shoot, was that <laughs> this weekend? Uh Damn it! Like, um, uh, yeah. uh, oh, I have a yeah. bunch of towels. I'll just lay them down That <laughs> they won't, Nobody will notice.
0: One good thing to come out of this show was a surprise proposal. No one saw coming, and yes! it was actually very sweet. I thought it really reinvigorated me for the last half of the show. I don't yes. even know his name, really. So,
1: um, oh shoot, I have it <laughs> somewhere. Um, do, do, do 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 It was for the vari- Glenn Weiss. For outstanding directing of a variety special, he directed last year's Oscars, and so he won (laughs) this award, which is seems strange to begin with. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So he wins this. He goes up on stage, and he's like thanking people. He gets to his girlfriend, and he goes, "Oh, and I hate calling you my girlfriend. I'd rather call you my (laughs) wife." (laughs) Dun dun dun!
0: I know. We were like, "What?" Everyone just started freaking out. It was so. It was crazy. I've never she seen was anything freaking like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it was amazing. She Leslie like Jones, then struggles everyone. to get Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Jones Sterling K. Leslie Brown Leslie Jones was standing in the background. I loved it. Leslie Jones is the Amy Sherman-Palladino of uh snl people like she <laughs> is trying so hard to get attention like she no. knows that she's actually not that good no it is 100 percent fake hate her. when regina king won that award she was like shrieking like a banshee and i was like this is not <laughs> this is not real like yeah, nobody is this like excited for other. somebody else to win yeah. an award you know like no
0: I think, you know, they. yeah, I can see why she was excited about that moment, especially given how white the show had been previously. But I see what you mean. The real star of the show for me is someone who was not who did not win, whose name is Sterling K. Brown and who I love and I just can't sing enough praises about. Um, He's been having a real moment this these last couple of years, and I'm so glad because I first uh, encountered him when I was like 14 and I found this show on Lifetime called Army Wives and he was the star Sounds of it. Sounds thrilling. And I was just like, man, this guy is going places and everyone was like, he's on a Lifetime show. And I was like, no, he's too good for this. And guess what? He was cuz he won an wow. Emmy last year. And I've seen him, you know, I feel like connected to him, like he's my man, you know. I love him mm-hmm. so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great that's yeah. great shelby i'm he's happy been, for you you
0: know he's been doing it he's, in, he's the only good part of this is us he's the uh, he's in black panther he was in um the oj simpson show oh he's he was so good. good in that he really yeah. was yeah so he, he
1: won an emmy for that
0: yeah no he won for this is us i think did he win for both? i think he
1: won for both yeah, oh. two years in a row. This would have been, I think, his third year in a row if he had won. But That's too bad. Alas, alas, he lost to who did he lose to? <laughs> Peter Dinklage? No, um, I think some white dude. <laughs> who was the who won best actor? Frantically looking through my notes. Oh, um, Matthew <laughs> Reese from The Americans. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Which who... I don't
1: feel as bad about him winning. I didn't but...
0: know he wasn't American, so I feel like. Lied to when he started talking in an accent.
1: <laughs> I know. It's a shocker. It's a shocker. It's like, um, well,
0: what's real? The
1: person who stole the show for me was Sandra O oh in her presenting, where she like <laughs> ripped the envelope in half. She's just so funny, like flawlessly she was dedicated. funny.
0: dedicated. Yeah. And she was like one of the only presenters where you really like believe it. Like she dedicated herself to that role. She was clearly acting and it was great. And I think the other presenters just really, like, struggled to feel excited to be there. Yes.
1: Some of the presenters were rough. For example, (laughs) we get toward the end. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Ben Stiller, Patricia Arquette, and Bel... Friggin' what's his name? Del Toro. (laughs) Benicio Del Toro come out on stage have the most awkward bit of like weird banter i wasn't sure if like somebody didn't if it was on purpose supposed to be awkward if someone had misread the teleprompter that was the uh, Del thing says something about like yeah. i'm gonna kill somebody and the other two were both no. like uh, what
0: i think it was like their shtick was like oh let's make all these presenters do awkward silences it'll be so funny because there was like six awkward silence jokes In those presenter lineups And it was just like It was funny until it wasn't And it's like just Know when to cut it short Like don't drag this on And I felt like that was the problem Is like Will Ferrell Like walking slowly on stage Was funny But then he just like Committed too hard To this dumb joke That couldn't sustain itself And so it was like Yeah They just needed to know Like quit while they were ahead And it really like struggled
1: Sandra O was really Yeah she was She nailed (laughs) it Everyone else was was a yeah, hot go friggin' mess, and then it was also awkward because some of the people came out and were presenters and did their funny bits, and then some people came out and just did the, you know, like <laughs> an actor is a window to our souls. <laughs> we see ourselves when we see them. The nominees are, and and you're like, did uh, like why are some of these people getting funny bits and some of these people are getting like weird sappy bits, and yeah. it didn't seem to necessarily correspond to like. Who was a comedian and who wasn't. Right. It was just all over the place. And also, this is a completely different tangent. I felt like the packages before like showing the nominees (laughs) were so strange. Did you think they were weird? Like some of them had music. Some of them didn't. Some of them had voiceovers saying who the nominees were. Some of them didn't have voiceovers. It was like half the people's names were never even read despite the fact they were nominees. It was just such an oddly put together package.
0: I appreciated that they seemed to be very conscious of time. And so they yes. were giving like these one to two second snippets instead of whole scenes, instead of whole monologues. So I liked that they were, you know, blitzing through them. But I guess, yeah, now that you pointed out, they definitely struggled to pick a pick a format, pick a theme for how they would do that. Because there were sometimes I was like, wait, what just happened? It moved so fast. Who is that? What was that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So it struggled. It did. I think that was the theme of the evening. Was it just didn't know how to be like comfortable with itself? I don't know if it's budget cuts or just a lack of direction. But no one's going to be winning. Uh, limited series direction for this you know
1: yeah oh yeah no this isn't winning any <laughs> awards, and i am very thankful that this did so poorly because i don't think that we're <laughs> gonna have to deal with michael che and colin Joes ever again yeah
0: i want i want hannah gadsby to come back i thought she was so funny she was the only presenter who made me laugh she was the australian who did that bit about not all men but most of them I just thought it was so funny
1: The funniest part for me About her was she was like "Yeah, I'm not sure why I'm here or why they invited me (laughs) And it was like yeah No one is Because everyone (laughs) here who's a presenter Is also nominated for an award Like you're the one person Who they decided to fly in Just to present
0: Because she's worth it (laughs) She was great But I was like who is this
1: And why is she here
0: I'd never heard of her before, but now I would die for her. Like I, am in love.
1: And speaking of people who I didn't know why they were there, why was Betty White there?
0: Oh, like she's poor Betty White, but
1: she, <laughs> but she she wasn't like winning an award, right? I think she it was wasn't because
0: it was like the historic, like it was 70th, so it was like oh, let's do because their whole thing was like history themed, like that was Maya and Maya's whole stuff and Fred. And so I think they were trying to, like, touch on, like, look how far we've come. Like, it's been 41 years or whatever. And so I think they were just like, look at this old bag. She's been on television (laughs) forever.
1: (laughs) So they just dragged her out. Poor thing. I, I was like are th- are we giving her an award aren't we are is she presenting <laughs> oh no she just came no, out gave like petty. a weird little monologue and it then left to watch
0: yeah. It, yeah. Like, yeah it was like it was like she had struggling. a moment her renaissance with like the proposal and stuff she yeah she was in a bunch of funny things and so when she came out i was like oh yeah i forgot like she's still around and then she started talking and you're like oh that's why she's not, like, doing so hot anymore, because she's clearly, yeah. like, reached old. And it's, it's like, yes. sad. So they gave her a moment, I guess. I'm not sure why. But the standing no was very sweet. And it was, like, nice to see her. It was just hard to listen to her and realize all good things come to an end, you know?
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like it's like when... um. Uh, like I think at the last Super Bowl George and Barbara Bush Where like did the coin flip or something And it's like mm-hmm. they came out there They flipped the coin They didn't <laughs> talk Everybody clapped for them And yeah. that, like that's what you need to do with Betty White Like if you're going to bring her back Because she's like 90 something years old yeah. It's like have her be there Give her an award but <laughs> Don't make her like stand there on stage By herself and just talk to people Like yeah. it was so I felt bad for her
0: The struggle was real yeah
1: In a a natural segue, the in memoriam section of this was so bizarre. Did you not think this the whole time you were watching it?
0: I was just confused because it was like people kept clapping and cheering. And I was like, wow, that's kind of rude. They're showing favoritism. And then I realized by the end that it was the track itself was like a live recording of this song. Yes. And so people were like clapping on the track. And so that was very like disconcerting to me it was odd
1: it was bizarre to me because usually you know they do this at every award show and Mm -hmm. usually it is like rapid fire they are gutting through (laughs) like dozens of people and most of them you've never heard of like producers and screenwriters and people who did lighting on things and you know that with tv there has to be Hundreds of people who have died this year Who have done things on TV shows Like there have to be loads of people to pick from (laughs) But this moved so slow It maybe covered 20 people And the majority of them were not even People known for TV It was like Aretha (laughs) Franklin John McCain showed up at one point I was like (laughs) what show is he on Other than like the news Like what They just basically picked like random dead people (laughs) Who may or may not have been One of them was like a comedy club owner it was so, it was such a weird hodgepodge of people.
0: Matters to them. People were upset they didn't include Mac Miller. Which at first I was like, well, he's not an actor. But then I realized, wait, neither is John McCain.
1: Neither is so anybody was who weird. was on this yeah.
0: list. <laughs> So it was a little odd. And Tina Fey introduced it, which is always an awkward job. And I don't know how they pick who does that. But it was like, wait, what is she talking about? And then you realize, oh, awkward.
1: And the show was also so desperately unfunny that they could have (laughs) really used her in a slot somewhere else to be actually entertaining. And, and, you know, maybe put, like, Patricia Arquette as the person who's (laughs) introducing the In Memoriam section. But gosh that was bad
0: i know i know but they kicked off award season i guess so it can only get better from here fingers crossed
1: yes yeah well the movie <laughs> awards thank goodness are coming and those yeah. are like slightly more manageable there's less movies <laughs> there's less people who are in the movies that are going to be nominated yeah. for things it just feels like they're more put together than some of yeah these i TV mean
0: awards. the oscars are so good they win emmys so yes yes uh,
1: so true the Emmys don't win Oscars. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess to wrap up, if you could like take one of these awards from somebody or something <laughs> and give it to one of the other nominees, who is top of your list?
0: I guess, yeah. I just wish someone from Insecure would get, would get some recognition because I think that show is so good. It's so well-written. It's really well-directed and the actors are all so great. So anyone from that team, I just wanted something for them. So... Hopefully, they'll get recognition eventually once Game of Thrones is over or something. I'm just clear the pathway. Well, it's a maybe. comedy, so it's not really competing against Game of <laughs> Thrones. Miss Maisel, but... if that can end, that'll be good. Uh, yeah. But what about you? Um,
1: I mean, I love Atlanta so much. It's one mm. of my favorite shows. But I also love Bill Hader, so I wouldn't want to take his oh, Emmy. Yeah. But I think that maybe I would just take the best comedy from Mr. Hazel <laughs> and give that to Atlanta because That's I think it deserves fair. it.
0: Yeah, I think it's weird it didn't get anything like it just shows the voters are just out of touch and disinterested in like what not only what people are watching, but also what people care about and what like matters and what's making a difference in like the cinematic landscape of television, because I doubt it's Miss Maisel and it's like clinical version of New York in the 50s, you know?
1: Yeah, Uh, and weird top hats.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But that's it. We did it. We watched three hours of awards for things we didn't like.
1: (laughs) Yes. As I was watching it, I was frankly like, and everything that I love is losing until we got to the drama (laughs) section. And then like, I love The Crown. I love Westworld. I'm fine with Game of Thrones. So I was happy to see them win. But yeah, especially early on, it was rough sailing.
0: Well, speaking of loving things, do you have a love it or hate it for me this week?
1: So I do, but it's sort of, I don't know if it is a love it or hate it, but it's <laughs> something that I saw recently and okay. like wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I, I, over the weekend I went and saw White Boy Rick. Oh,
0: Did you yeah. see this yet? No, I just saw Matthew McConaughey putting his foot in his mouth during the promotional period, but. Go oh, on. What did he say? <laughs> he was saying that um the problem with youth today are single parent homes, and that that's the problem with Detroit and Chicago is all these underprivileged kids who don't have two parents and don't have a don't have a mother figure. So, just a lot of lot of talk about that and how he and his wife sit at home and think about how sad it is for these poor kids who only have one parent. So, I
1: know. mean, I'm sure that that is one of many 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 (laughs) many 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 yeah yeah maybe not worth
0: a white dude bringing up on his dumb movie promo cycle but yeah was it good
1: well so i think matthew mcconaughey is great in it okay it's set in detroit in like the 70s i think and basically white boy rick is this 14 uh, year old who through a very series of circumstances becomes like an arm dealer. And then because Matthew McConaughey's character is his dad, like sells guns. So he is first selling guns. Then he's selling drugs. Then he's like an FBI informant. Eventually the FBI sort of like sets him up mm-hmm. and, and he gets like arrested and then has to go undercover again. It's, it's a very surreal twisty story that is an actual real story it's like based on real events and i love because i'm from michigan i love the fact that they all had michigan accents i love the fact that it's like snowing half the time I think Detroit is a great city and <laughs> I am from a very like white trash background. So I was like more than happy to see that represented on screen. And I thought they did a really good job with it. The movie itself, like whoever wrote it, I think had some issues with the script because it's a little all over the place, but I thought the performances were really good. And I definitely think it's something that's worth checking out, especially just to see like Matthew McConaughey. Cause I could definitely see him being, somebody who's in the running for like a best supporting actor yeah. nomination
0: yeah i mean it's been on my radar I, i've been trying to get the motivation to watch it so maybe i'll go <laughs> it sounds a little like american made did you see that the tom cruise i one? didn't okay
1: oh ugh, tom cruise <laughs> I'm sure this was better than that. I don't know what I mean, that is, but I'm sure this was stories, better. But
0: the idea is, it's this, it's this guy who gets into the criminal stuff and then gets um, taken in by the FBI to go like undercover, and chaos ensues, and whatever, and every everyone loses everything.
1: I will say this: this is not like a spy movie or like an action right. movie at all. Yeah, it is very like just like a kind of sad. <laughs>
0: yeah matthew mcconaughey's bread and butter these days so yes that's, that uh, makes not sense. tom
1: cruise's bread and butter yeah. <laughs> so i kind of feel like maybe slightly different but yeah. maybe not
0: yeah and there's well, also
1: like nothing good coming out so I literally know. you it's could go see down.
0: this i know i know i'm like almost gonna go see the predator it's gotten that bad i'm like <laughs> this is all no, no. Go see this before the predator <laughs> Well, I have a love it. Do you want to hear about okay. it? It's yes. themed because I um, was on Twitter today and I kept seeing these jokes that were like, I can't believe Ozark was nominated for anything. I've never met someone who actually watched this. And I am coming out to let everyone know I watch this show and I love this show. Because oh my gosh. It's-, <laughs> it's Jason Bateman who just plays this role perfectly. Basically... He's this guy, a family guy who um, got involved laundering money for the cartel. Only problem is his partner was skimming off the top. The cartel finds out, murders his partner, tries to threatens to murder him. And he thinks fast on his feet and he's like, wait, I can make you guys a bunch of money. I can clean up all your money if I move to the Ozarks because there's this like booming tourist industry around this lake. So basically... It sets you up to be like stressed out every single episode because every single episode it's like something goes wrong for this poor guy who to be fair like they're all very problematic they all make a lot of bad choices but he's just trying to like get out from under this like threat of the cartel who's like demanding he get this money back that his partner had stolen and like launder it for them and he has to make it happen in this Ozark during the off season and he runs into all these crazy redneck people it's a it's a dark stressful, amazing show. All the actors are great in it. Jason Bateman plays it with such like charisma that you still like, like the guy and he's sort of funny. And it's just like the dry humor classic Jason Bateman role and I think it's really good. It's in his second season now. The stakes are even higher and it's so oh my good. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's sort of like, you know, it's like Breaking Bad meets Winter's Bone. It's really like It's just like you're just stuck in this awful landscape of like depressing, (laughs) depressing, like gross. You know, this is really selling it for me. No, Mm. but it's like it's dark, depressing, stressful.
1: All the words I I love to hear when I'm picking a TV show. Sometimes you
0: just need that, but it's great because like, you know, Handmaid's Tale is stressful to watch, but this is just much more. Fun I guess because it's just like It has nothing to do with today's world It has nothing to do with today's politics It's just this guy trying to save His family and it's great I loved it
1: You know Shelby hmm. if I wanted to watch A dark depressing show I'd just watch the news <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a good one
0: That's a good one, that's a good one. I just gave up
1: with that one by myself. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Yeah,
0: that is good.
2: Thank you.
1: I have it mildly out for Ozarks because it's currently taking up top billing on the Netflix Netflix like homepage, yeah. which should be going to American Vandal, which I'm slightly <laughs> upset about. But maybe I'll check out Ozarks. Yeah.
0: I think Netflix caters to whoever is watching because that's not my top banner. So I think it's trying oh, to tell really. You What's yours? Matt. My top banner is atypical right now. I think because they know I watched the first season, so they're like, "Hey, look, look who's back!"
1: This is interesting because it's not actually my Netflix account. So, (laughs) oh
0: really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, so this could be why it's not catering to me.
0: Yeah, someone wants you to watch it. Take it. Yeah, or somebody
1: wants somebody else to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Either way, it's
0: worth checking out
1: it sounds it sounds great maybe i'll maybe i'll um maybe i'll start it once i finish with Band.
0: i feel like our love it or hate it is always us talking about something we love and the other one being like oh definitely yeah i'm totally gonna check that out (laughs) yeah
1: thanks well i feel like we both know our tastes really well and so like I can see something and be like, Oh, I'm not gonna like that or like, yeah, oh, yeah. I would like this more <laughs> and Ozarks definitely looks like one of those shows that I like could get into if necessary. But yeah. like like if it was really popular I would watch it just because other people right, are watching right. it and I'm of sure I would enjoy course. it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like Westworld, or... which is one of those shows that like I would watch <laughs> no matter who else right. is watching it, because yeah. I just find it so fascinating. Where I well, feel like you're the opposite.
0: I know. But full circle, I mean, if you take any of my recommendations this episode, I really hope you give Bob's Burgers a chance. Because it's... No! <laughs> I think I think you might uh, actually like it. I think so. I think so. Just give it a try.
1: Okay. okay yeah, that <laughs> sounds great. Um, to those fans of ours who have made it to the end of the episode, <laughs> feel free to go and follow us on all of our social media. PS you're wrong on Instagram on Twitter on Facebook we have a Gmail you can send us emails with your long form thoughts about the Emmys also you can rate us subscribe to us or leave us a comment please 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 on (laughs) Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms I think you can get comments on that but mostly leave comments on Apple Podcasts
0: yeah do that (laughs) yeah
1: and maybe say something nice about Shelby because she's having a little self esteem issues please yeah
0: yeah, or just say something mean about Matt. That always makes me feel good too. So. Oh yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, Tell but him give what me he's five stars. Wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I'd like some constructive criticism, please.
0: Yeah, he needs it.
1: Uh, well, I think that is it for this week. Unless you have anything else, <laughs> Shelby.
0: No, that was a doozy. It's good times.
1: Well, uh, see you all next week, everybody. I think we're going to see that what's that movie called with um a simple favor Favor. i've got multiple texts asking us to cover this so
0: i'm excited i i saw it i won't tell you what i thought i won't tell you anything about it but but i'm excited
1: okay okay well the fans are asking (laughs) for it so we are going to deliver the fans aren't asking for bob's burger so i probably won't watch it okay bye everybody